0: Welcome to the Bros Who Think podcast, starring your host, Mr. Lyndon
1: Burton, and his co host, Adam Schubert. Today's special guest, none other than Burger Street Shots own, Ryan Look, fellas, we got a lot to discuss today. So, Lyndon, whenever you're ready, take it away, my brother. Yes, 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 ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Bros Who Think Podcast. My name is Lyndon Burton, aka Youngboy D Wits, aka the People's Champ, aka Beer Gang <laughs> is in the motherfucking building. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 116, and I'm joined as always by my co-host, Mr. Adam Schubert. Shuby, how you doing today, brother? I'm doing pretty well, man. It's been uh it's
0: been an interesting week. I wouldn't say interesting, it's been a nice week.
2: Yeah, it hasn't very been a bad smooth.
0: week on my
1: end. It's been very easy. Nothing too crazy on, on either side of the spectrum. Uh, Brooklyn couldn't be joining us today. Brooklyn will be back next week. Our guy had some business he had to take care of. That's why I introduced Shuby first, of course, because he's, he's the guy with me doing this today. No Julian either. Julian will be back next week. Julian had to do some stuff at the UL football game tonight. But... We do have, coming on for Brosu Ball, from Bourbon Street Shots, Ryan Abair to talk a little bit about the Pels before me and Shuby dive into our Pels and NFL takes. But before we get to any of that, yeah, Shuby, we got some stuff we got to go over, man. I got two hypothetical questions we got to do today, and we got to talk some news. So, I mean, let's get to it. First off, bro, Damon Shaq are still beefing. Dame dropped his second response first, which was hard, bro. Like Shaq got, oh Shaq, you got done in. But Shaq said, I'm not done. I'm dropping round two. Shaq came with the bars. What did you think of round two, Dame versus Shaq?
0: Okay, so I heard the Shaq one first.
1: Oh, okay, see, does that change things for you? Well,
0: like, so I guess what changes what I what was my thought process where I was like, I heard Shaq's one, and I was like, okay, Shaq, this is, like, a little bit better than the last one, at least. And, <laughs> and like, but I was like, this is still, like, really corny. And, yeah. And and then, like, I heard Dames, and I was like, oh, this is, like, actually not that bad.
1: I Rest My Case was hard, bro. Like,
0: yeah.
1: I, I Rest My Case was insane. Like, I it was listened oh, to that all the way through. That's what I'm saying. Like, that shit, I'm trying to pull up the lyrics right now if I can... Hurry up and get to Genius. Oh, here we go. And I'll tell you some of the bars. But yeah, Shaq's response with uh, second round. Shaq started mimicking, like, Jay-Z beat uh, lyrics, like, all the old school like He was, was, like, like, singing over
0: some of the old school lyrics and then, like, saying, like, his little add-ins. Oh, and I'm like, i a guy, Shaq. This is so corny, bro. Yeah.
1: I love how Dame started. We got Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless and all these sports people talking about championships, yeah. basketball, this. <laughs> Nigga, this is rap. <laughs> Y'all are talking about yeah. jurisdiction. <laughs> she was hilarious. Hold on. I got, some of the, I got some of the bars. Uh Only Dame you beat was 2,000, and that was Stoudemire. Bars. I think you pin kind of sketchy. You should have left me sensitive and confused. I'm almost confused with you, Lisa Leslie. How you swing on Chuck and then try to be his bestie? Ooh, those lines Ooh. are zesty. Ooh. Damn, just got some bars, man. He, like, it wasn't too many shot shots at, like, Shaq. He threw a lot of his shot shots in the first one. This was just showing he could rap and make a good song. See, I think he went for a good song on this one, although he did say Shaq got them Ghost Riders on deck. <laughs> and Goofy cutting checks and his baby mama sponsor side dudes. <laughs> Yo, Shaq gonna punch the shit out of Dave. <laughs> in yeah, his, man. His friendly. Dame said, nah, I'm going for the for the neck. NBA season
0: storyline. I wanna I wanna uh watch the first TNT televised Portland Trailblazers game. Oh,
1: my God. No, I just want to watch the first one in general. But you're right. I want to see the Portland one. But I also want to see the first one to see what Kenny and Chuck going to tell this nigga about his his beef. (laughs) That's true. That's true. They're going to talk about it at the Portland game for sure. But they're going to talk about it, I feel, a little more candidly on the first one because it'll be more in Shaq's mind and it'll be, like, relevant.
0: Yeah, but I feel like it's going to be way more lighthearted. And then, like, when it gets to Portland, like, they might actually, like, I don't know. Or like oh, maybe dame like he... throws shade in an
1: interview, you know, <laughs> I don't think Dame's gonna do no interview with them he might get c j if they win
0: I'm talking like like on the court interview, oh he just might like during during the during the game like at any point is it that i see i don't know if i, I think dame, but I don't think it's like that, I think like yeah. what Dame was saying at the beginning of this one was like, yo, like this is just about like.
1: Rap, well, this is like <laughs>
0: fun. This is like a rap beef. Like, we're yeah. having fun right
1: now. Like, this ain't serious. Like, I, I rap better than this dude anyway, and that's all I'm trying to show y'all. Word, word, you who you got winning, Shaq or Dame? Dame, yeah, I got Dame winning as well. Round two, round one goes to Dame, round two goes to Dame, even though Shaq made round one a little close, but Dame rap better than them in both times. All right, let's get to the next thing. All right, this is uh, our first hypothetical situation question. So Schubert, have you heard of deer zombies?
0: Deer zombies.
1: Yeah, this is, is something. That... This is something we us in America need to worry about. So, do you want me to tell you what what it is? Oh, I thought
0: it was like some something in pop culture because I felt like I seen this like as like a movie or a TV show or something.
1: Oh no, no, like this is a like
0: video game.
1: Mm. This is real life. So. Zombie deers are facing or attacking America. Zombie deers are roaming 24 states in the U.S. sicken these deer are sickened by a neurodegenerative disease that reduces them to stumbling, drooling creatures that aren't afraid of humans. So far, Nevada has evaded the infection this hunting season. Well, th- that's Nevada, but it's it's around, it's going around the country. Right now, it's a lot in the middle uh, the Midwest. The CDC reported that infected deer and moose are in 2020. 20- 221 counties across 24 states, prim- primarily clustering in Wyoming, Colorado, and Kansas, and this could spread to other uh, deer. The CDC thinks it's a low risk tra- low risks of transmission to humans, but they have warned hunters that the species barrier may not fully uh, protect them from contracting the animal disease, but he, he says it, they say it shouldn't be a problem. but this sounds like every zombie movie that starts off like oh wait, yeah.
0: wait, 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 wait. So what happens to these deer? They,
1: they die?
0: Like, no. And then they start walking again? So all these deer are just walking around just like <laughs> zombies out in Wyoming. Like, yeah. why isn't this?
1: This is now on the news. I don't know! <laughs> That's what I said at the radio station. Shout out to my coach Josh. He was telling me about this shit. Or my my, my my boss Josh. He was telling me all this shit. And I was like, yo, what the hell? And we had to talk about all on the radio and I couldn't curse. And I was just like, my gosh, are we not prepared? Like, are we not ready? Like, what is going on? Like, what are we worried about right now? <laughs>
0: Zombie deer are are in the west right now like what's going on like are we talking about like deer that we shoot on a hunting trip yeah we can't eat that meat because that meat is zombie meat because it's gonna wake up and it's gonna get up and it's gonna start walking around in our house
1: (laughs) well it's not gonna get up and start walking they just they turn to like their brain deteriorates and they turn to zombies essentially well so like they're alive I yeah, but their I, brains I, are are like gone. Dead. Yeah, their brains are like dead. They're like brain dead. So, but they're walking around drooling and they're not afraid of humans in this state. That's the thing. Well yeah, because they have no brain, bro. <laughs>
0: they're just like zombies, like pretty much. Yeah, so I guess that makes sense. Dude,
1: that's funny. You know, we're more that's concerned, funny. we're more concerned about the NBA in China <laughs> than zombie deer attacking the US. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Season,
1: even though that is a very important topic, but I'm, we're not talking about, I'm going to just let this be known. We're not talking about it this week because I don't
2: we're not know. Trying
1: she, to get banned in China. No, 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 not bad. That. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> fucking funny. No, I just don't know what the fuck is going on. Like I listened to shout out to Jake Madison's podcast. He explained it well for what's going on in the sense of how the NBA is affected and like, salary caps are, like, salary caps may be sm- smaller, like, some of these players may have to give back some of the money due to the fact that a lot of the increase in salary came from the China uh broadcasting revenue. Oh, so my if, gosh. Yeah, so, like, that, like, I know how it affects the NBA, but I don't understand what the hell is going on in China, why D- Daryl Morey spoke out, so I'm not gonna talk about all the, any of that if I don't know what's going on.
0: Oh, I mean, you know what's going on. It's just communism.
1: Mm. Mm. That's why a lot of the people were like, "We got the NBA's being bad, not supporting democracy." Okay, I I kind of well, get. It.
0: Oh. Yeah, it's it's yeah, the, a good episode for people to kind of get a grasp of what's going on. is hilarious because like this came uh, this all this happened, probably spawned why the Maury came out and said something was South Park's episode last week. South Park came at China and came at Disney for supporting China and being like. And be and like saying that they'll do anything just to please China, pretty much. Mm. And that was what the whole episode was about. Like they brought the Mickey Mouse from the Jonas Brothers episode, the huh?
1: Oh, he's back like, and he's working he's back. With the Chinese. And he's working oh, with the Chinese. It's yeah. it's
0: a really great episode. And it kind of gives you an idea of like what people are kind of accusing these big companies of being a part of. And and I think and China then You know, barred South Park. They were like, "Well, we're done with South Park, obviously." And Mm. then I think that was like what kind of started bringing this up again, which is why I think spawned the tweet, which brought this whole thing with the NBA. So I think that South Park episode had everything to do with everything. Real, I'm
1: gonna watch that. We'll we'll talk more about this next week. But also Blizzard, uh, the uh uh World of Warcraft gaming company also had an issue because. They had a tournament in a in a gamer won and he was like he was like f with China like he talked bad about China and the and Blizzard <laughs> took away his they, no they took away his money after he won they said nah you're not getting that you talk bad about China. <laughs> well, I
0: don't think like they really were good doing that about like him doing that about China. I think that if he would have made any like big time political statement, like I feel like they would have done something about that.
2: Like, I don't kinda, like,
0: know.
1: Ch- they were saying it was because of China.
0: Mm, well, dang. Well, that because
1: makes sense because big ties, yeah. <laughs> has big ties in China, yo. That shit's wild. But like I, like I said, I don't know too much. Like Chuber, Chuber kind of explained it for you guys. I'm gonna go watch that South Park episode. We'll talk more about that. And that was kind of off the tangent of the Damon Shack thing. But uh, yeah. So my zombie question. So we have deer zombie going around. We should be hella concerned about this. But I want to ask you, who is on your zombie survival team? You get one fictional character, one actor. One athlete and one of your loved ones. Who are you taking with you to survive in the zombie apocalypse that is oncoming from the deer?
0: Shoot, I don't know. The, you said that's a lot. Like I need that in writing.
1: You get one <laughs> fictional character. Yeah. One actor. Okay. One athlete and one of your loved ones.
0: Yeah, and so the actor is like an actual just actor, huh?
1: Like yeah, just like a regular actor.
0: Well then I'll I'll take the rock.
1: All right, all right, all right. As the The actor. He's a good pick. He's a good pick. Who's your Um, athlete?
0: Athlete. Um Rose Lavelle.
1: Rose Lavelle?
0: Yes. Who's that? Rose Lavelle is one of the women's soccer players that scored one of the goals in the finals of why, why the you, World Cup this year.
1: Why are you picking Rose Lavelle? What can, what is she gonna offer you in this survival because, situation?
0: Because she's like my celebrity crush, and you know <laughs> I'm not gonna just take a bunch of dudes and possibly my mom or dad with me. So, I'm bringing Rose Lavelle.
1: <laughs> I see you. Okay, okay, Rose Lavelle. Who is um, your your loved one? <laughs> you had to pick. <laughs> well, it sucks because I'm an
0: only child, so it's between my mother and my father. So who's listening to the podcast? <laughs> um, my dad.
1: <laughs> All right. All right. Who's your fictional character? Um,
0: Fictional character? I think it's too easy to go with a Walking Dead character. Um, so and, I probably... And you, and I'm going
1: to say this. You can't pick Dr. Manhattan. Like, already. Oh. Well, can I pick Superman? I'm, I mean, I'm, I don't care if you pick Superman or not. But just well, know uh, if Superman turns to a zombie, y'all are fucked. <laughs> well, Superman's an alien, though. He can still turn to a zombie in this world, you know. Well, then, like, oh, I don't know, then.
0: Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with... Uh... I'm gonna go with Batman.
1: Mm, I was thinking Batman, but all right, I'll let you. I'll let you take Batman. So you got Batman, The Rock, your father. Yeah. And, uh, since uh, since Rose you were thinking hell.
0: Batman, like let's think about it. Like I was thinking, he's got like. He's got you know caves one you know
1: unlimited income.
0: Uh, yeah, well, I mean, like income doesn't really matter because there's no you know there's no income in the end of the world. Well, so. unlimited
1: income in the sense that he's already acquired a bunch of land and like places in the middle of nowhere. So like and tech. Yeah, and you could hide out and and yeah Pretty have much. tech to kill the zombies.
0: Yeah, that's like my mindset.
1: Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. All right, so I guess my actor would be uh. Since you went The Rock, I'm thinking Jason Statham, maybe? Because he knows uh combat and weapons. Or I'd pick, oh no, I'd pick uh I pick my guy. Uh no, but I don't want to pick anyone that's like attractive in this situation. So no, I'm pick I'm not yeah, I'm taking Jason Statham's old ass to protect me in this shit. My athlete, I want to go with like a defensive end, like one of those hunters. So I'm thinking like Chris Long, like someone who's like a, a burly hunter who can like Take care of shit, lift shit, do that type of shit. Carson like, Wentz would also have been a good pick. Yeah, Carson Wentz. I'm thinking about I think he would be a good one. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to Yeah, I'm going someone like that. Like Carson Wentz or Jake Long. Uh, my loved one. See, this is hard because I have my brother, my mother, my father, and my girlfriend. So it's like, do I take my mother? Nah, moms. I'm not as much as I love you, like I'm not repopulating the earth with my mother. My father, he's not helpful in this situation. Landon, what, wait! I'm gonna. I, I wait. I just had a break. Yeah,
0: I'm you picking sub La- Landon for the football player.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm taking Landon as my athlete. Shout out to my little brother because he is a Division One college athlete, so that works. And then I'll take my girlfriend as my loved one, my fictional character. Psh, hmm. Hmm. So I'm thinking. See, I was thinking Goku when you said Superman, because like. Goku. You are a
0: new athlete now too, huh?
1: I got Landon. Landon's my athlete. Uh, yeah,
0: that's true, 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 true.
1: So I got Landon, Jason Statham, my girlfriend, and I'm thinking I don't want to go Goku because he's kind of like that Superman, Mr. Fan Mr. Um Dr. Manhattan type deal. So I'll go with like a human fictional character. Hmm. Hmm. Batman was wh- where I was thinking, man. Like Yeah, Batman, like,
0: you know, Tony Stark.
1: Ooh. Uh, Okay, I'll go Oliver Queen because oh, Batman.
0: Because
1: Batman can't shoot arrows. Oliver Queen can shoot arrows. Uh, that's a pretty good point. <laughs> and he could he could keep us safe from far away. I was also thinking Deathstroke in that situation too, because Deathstroke's just as rich as Batman but uses guns. <laughs> True. So, so I mean, either of those would work. But, yeah, that, that's just our zombie question in relation to dear zombies coming through the world. Next up, man. Okay, so let's talk new music. We got new Travis Scott song, new Summer Walker album. I'll start us off with the Travis Scott song. Did you listen to the music, by the way? Because is it, this me talking. Because the people know you don't usually listen to these albums. Did you listen?
0: I listened to the Travis Scott song and the Summer Walker album.
1: Perfect. That's what we're talking today. See, the Travis Scott go. song, to me, I liked it, but I'm at the point where I'm starting to think a lot of Travis Scott's music sounds the same, and I kind of want something new from him. The song sounded great, it's just I'm in the worry that I hope his album doesn't sound like this, because all of his music starting to sound the same.
0: You want me to keep it real? You not like it? I didn't dislike it, but it I've, to me, it kind of sounded like elevator music. Mm. Like it was just something that like I'm just playing in the background. It's not something I'm getting hyped to because it really just kind of just like stayed mellow the whole way through. And it was not really have any like standout lyrics.
1: And it wasn't like where it's like mellow where it sounds super good. It's just like I, I feel what you're saying in elevator music. I, I'm not gonna even I'm not gonna even hold you for that topic because that's a that's a good that's a good point. To me, it was just like, I want something more from Travis Scott at this point. Like, Mike Dean at the end with the synths were dope. The beat was kind of cool. But Travis... I well, just you didn't know, work. didn't he just go through... Isn't he
0: going... Didn't he just go through a breakup, huh?
1: That's what Word on Road is. That's what TMZ's telling people. Him and, him and Kylie are through. So why aren't we getting
0: a hard-ass song?
1: Well, that just happened. I'll give him some... That just, just happened. So we know...
0: You are an artist.
2: This
0: is what you do. You get you get in your feels, you get into your music, and you put out a dope hit. That's
1: what Drake would do. All right, well, let's wait and see. That's what Drake would do. We got to talk about Drake, too, in a little bit. But uh, th- I, we'll see. I'm all All right, if that's the case, then we'll see with the next couple of songs he releases if he puts that into his music. Because, yeah, he has a kid. I want some introspection on how Lil Stormy's doing with this breakup. Like, how, how y'all doing? Y'all have a kid. Like, I want to know what's up. But... True. Let's talk about something that was fire. The Summer Walker album was really good.
0: Yeah, it was really good. Um, I've definitely caught I don't I don't I can't really talk too much about the bottom half because like I got so into the top half that I just kept playing it.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. I feel you. I but... feel you. Okay. No, I'll say this that Usher when he when she sampled Usher and then had Usher sing over the Usher song she sampled that was amazing. That Usher song was good. That was probably one of my favorite Usher songs in a long, long time.
0: Yeah, dude, that was definitely the hit. Like, that's the one that I'm playing over and over again.
1: I like Um, the Price and Joint.
0: Yeah, that one's really good. Uh, I really did like Drunk Dialing. Like, it's it's got a really funny way that it goes where it's one tone. It's kind of like a Travis Scott song where it's got the one tone and then it totally flips in a different tone, but it's like her, like being like, oh, I'm drunk, like, I don't need to be doing this. I'm drunk, I'm drunk, I'm drunk, and then like the second part is the drunk call. It's, yeah,
1: it, it's that really was funny. Very, that was a very good song construction on her part. Gotta give her credit for that. I like,
2: definitely,
1: I liked, uh, like I said, the Usher joint. I liked the song with Black. I liked, uh, Tonight. I liked the, I love the song The with Party parties. Next Door. Yeah, oh my gosh, thank you. I tweeted this. Thank you, Summer Walker, for giving us a party next door feature because I, I do not know where he is. I have not heard him sing in God knows how long. We needed this. Thank you, Summer Walker. The A Boogie song was dope. And then the song with Janae uh, Aiko was dope. Great it R&B was. album. Like the whole thing was good, but that's just some of the standouts to me at this point. Great job, Summer Walker.
0: Yeah, like it. it was definitely a really, really solid album. Had some like really big time, like. It's pr- it's pretty much your, uh, gonna be this pe- on people's sex playlist for years.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be there at least this year, at least the rest of this. At year. least
0: this year for sure. Yeah, like there's some, there some like big time good ones, and then like come through, of course, with the usher that's like your hit. Uh, but like I was, what I was trying to do is I was trying to listen to over, it, and I was trying to get her tone, and I couldn't really feel like the tone overlaid through all the songs. But I think that's just because you know some songs just need to be hits.
1: Yeah, like she couldn't be mad in every song. She had to give some happy songs. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But good job, Summer Walker. I think she sold like a hundred thousand copies, or she's sold over a hundred. Like she deserves it because that was great. Uh, let's talk about Drake and his pops. So did you, did you see any of this in the, no. in the? So okay, so Drake's pops went on the radio and was like, and I know this is the most Chatty Patty will get, but like I just had to say this because a lot of people were tweeting and was like, Lynn, what you think? What you think? And I'm like. I didn't. I only. I said it to. Uh, shout out to Fade. I said it to him. But like, I. I, I don't know. Like, I gotta get this out because if they listen to it, then maybe they'll hear my full thoughts. Because I don't think you can get a full thought out on Twitter unless you're tweeting multiple tweets. But so Drake's dad went on the radio. Was like, look, man. Um, I was upset with Drake because he said a lot of things that hurt me in his songs and some of the stuff he said, like me not being, like me not being there for him isn't true, and then when I confronted him about it, he was like, Dad, I'm just doing that to sell records. Drake went out on Instagram and posted and said, like, his pops will do anything just to talk, and like, that, like, his pen shouldn't be questioned, like, he was telling the truth about his life, and his pops just can't accept that fact. So, I thought about it like this, Schubert, that I'm not gonna hear say Drake was lying, and I'm not gonna say Drake's dad's lying, because in situations like these where your parents are divorced, and Drake's dad could have thought he was there for him in the sense that he called him every day or he sent money to him. Like, But Drake could have thought in that same token that my pops wasn't at my 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 sporting events. My pop wasn't at Degrassi to see me do my thing. My pop wasn't in Toronto watching me. He was trying to make a music career in Memphis. Like he wasn't there for my mom and me. Like my mom struggled a little bit, and nobody was there to help. So I could see why Drake r- raps about his dad in the sense that he does. But I could also see why Drake's dad thought that like he was there for him in the sense because if his dad could think, oh, I called him every day, I made sure he was okay, but he might not realize that he needed that, that, you know, that quality time, that QT. Yeah.
0: You know, maybe, you know, maybe it wasn't in one way. It could be where maybe it wasn't, you know, as bad as Drake describes in the music. And like, like in some ways it's embellished, but if, but for the most part, the facts are the same where like, yeah, at the, for the most part, you weren't there for him and the, for the bigger parts of his life and like maybe he embellished a little bit on like how severe Bad it, was. it was yeah but at the, at its core it was there
1: yeah it, those feelings are real you know what yeah. i mean like like at his core he felt like you weren't there for me but, but like you said, he could have embellished a little bit, added some sauce to the story. But at the end of the day, like, he felt that way. You know what I mean? And like, exactly.
0: He- I mean, like, a feeling could be uh, embellished. Like, you know, sometimes I feel super sad about something that maybe really isn't something that's, like, as worth feeling sad about. But I feel as the, my way about it, you know?
2: Mm-hmm. But, and,
0: that's, and that's, like, me. You know, the, so if that was putting out music, like, I would put how I feel. Not have, not what the the situation is, like I'm not gonna talk. I'm not gonna display the facts. I'm gonna tell you how I feel about it.
1: Yeah, you know? no, I, I feel you on that. Like, and they probably didn't have the conversation of like how Drake truly felt and like he thought the only way he could get those emotions I was through the music. And now that him and his dad have a seemingly good relationship, his dad and his dad's trying to make music. Like, I don't think his dad wants it to be like. Him in the public known as like this monster, but at the same time it's like his dad's trying to make music. Yeah. Oh, his dad's been an artist. No. Oh. Yeah, that's why. That's why some of this is still like, and eh, because it's like, are you just saying this to sell records and make sure that uh, make sure that like people like you because right now people know you as Drake's deadbeat dad. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like that's the truth. Like shout out to Papa Graham, but like he Papa was a Rolling Stone. You dig? Like. I know you see him in those pimp outfits. Like Dennis Graham ain't like, uh, you believe that man was up in Toronto with Drake and his Jewish mom? Get the fuck out of here, my G. Like, that nigga was not out there in Toronto with my guy at his Degrassi recordings. He was out in Memphis slanging on slabs and and fucking getting bitches. Like, that's the truth. You're right. (laughs) Go look at a picture of fucking Dennis Graham and tell me I'm fucking lying. But that's just, I just wanted to get that out once and for all so people would. Like understand my perspective of this. Like I'm not gonna say Drake was lying, and I'm not gonna say Drake is dad's lying, because in the situation of divorcing and like kids, you can't necessarily know how that kid felt about the divorce. Like unless he tells the parent, but like they they you nine times out of ten they hide those feelings, and you and those things come up later on in life. But next up, we got uh, we got a time travel question. But before we get to that, I want to ask you. How do you feel about the press constantly talking about Joker in the sense that it it almost seems that they were looking for a Joker shooting to happen?
0: Um it's kind of annoying because like I it's feel very like a annoying. lot of a lot of the nitpicky arguments into the film are like that really have nothing to do with anything.
1: It's a lot of PC nonsense.
0: Yeah. And like for the most part it is like I mean it doesn't really like to push any severe
1: boundaries <laughs> that's my thing and like CNN kept reporting like the controversial joker film uh somebody no no arrest yet like what are y'all why are y'all doing this like it seems like y'all want a fucking shooting to happen ridiculous but that that's all i really want to say that i want to ask you the, is the government trying to create superhero culture in real
0: life are we about to like try and create supervillains mm. so that we can create so that area 51 can come out with you know, superhuman, like, American super soldiers.
1: <laughs> like,
0: is that, is that what we're coming to? Like, that's well, super conspiracy. I'm just messing around, but...
1: Our world like, would be like the boys' television show if that's the, If we have superheroes. I exactly. Because would, I wouldn't believe any of them are being real. Especially no. if they're coming from the government. Fuck that. But we didn't talk about this on Bros Who Binge. Who do you think is the best joker now? I noticed that. If you want to hear our review on Joker, go listen to the last Bros Who Binge episode, but we're going to discuss who is the best Joker, in your opinion.
0: Mark Hamill.
1: Mm, okay, I agree with you on that 100%. Mark Hamill from the Batman the Animated Series. Let's exclude him. Best live act Joker. <laughs> we got to
0: exclude uh, him. Dang. All right. Um, what?
1: It's between Heath, Joaquin uh Jack nicholson Jack Nicholas, and uh Caesar Romero
0: well, the way that I'll put this uh, in is if I were going to write a Batman story and I was going to use one of those jokers, I would probably use Heath Ledgers, mm. like I really did like the Dark Joker
1: mm. It would be hard to write a Batman film with Joaquin's Joker in the sense that joaquin's he's a mental patient, and like he's he's meant to have sympathy for, but at the same token uh, I
0: think he was you know he was just the start of something you know I think that's that my thing yeah that could have been built into something
1: and that's my thing where I'm going with it yeah I loved Heath's Joker, but Heath's Joker... how do I put this Joaquin's Joker, we saw the birth like Heath's Joker was at the final. Uh, at apex of what he, what Joker's supposed to be, like that's fully evil, crazy, diabolical. I think if we got to see Joaquin's Joker at that at that moment, he would be equally as menacing. I'm gonna go with Joaquin's Joker is the best Joker tentatively as of now, and that might be my recency bias, but I will go watch Dark Knight again to give my final thing on Heath. But what Joaquin did in his performance and making me believe the one bad day and seeing his transformation that was impactful, man, but it then again, joaquin had his own movie that's the that's the that's kind of the yeah the, it's hard like the that's like that's the hard
0: part about it. it yeah and then and then like you know it's really hard to judge Jack because of the directing
2: yeah because, like, I mean
0: he was with Tim Burton, so like Tim Burton's not gonna have any like. Too see well. I mean, like it was a little campy. So I mean, like I don't Jack's, know.
1: Jack's Jack's Joker was a, it was a good Joker. I'd say Jack's Joker is one of the closer to the animated series, and that's sure. kind of what the animated series kind of took like inspiration from. So yeah, I, I I just think Jack acted too much like Jack and not like Joker. If that makes sense. Yes. Like Jack did his Jack Nicholson impersonation of the Joker. If that makes like. It was too much of himself in the role where Joaquin and uh, Heath totally embodied jo- who Joker is, both di- in different ways.
0: For sure. But, I mean, and the thing for both of them is that they had a lot more to go off of, more so you know, Mark Hamill's Joker.
1: Oh, yeah. Mark, Mark Hamill's Joker is definitely the quintessential best Joker because he has elements from Jack. He has elements from Heath. He has elements from... Joaquin and all of them all of it come together like Mark Hamill when you think Joker you, you picture Mark Hamill from the animated series but excluding him yeah I gotta go with Joaquin you're going with Heath or, or just we didn't talk about that on Bros Who Binge be sure to listen to our review of Joker on last week's episode of Bros Who Binge I believe that's episode 59 if I'm not mistaken yeah episode 59 all right Schubert my time travel question is such where would you go and why and this is in human practicality terms, like, this isn't in, like, time travel, movie, superhero shenanigans. No, this is, if you pick this time, we're plopping you off your sofa and putting you in that time with all the technology, like, whatever is there is there. And I'm at the age I'm at now? Yeah, you're at the age you're at now. You can go back any time. You could even go back to parts of your life if you want
0: Uh, but I mean, I could go to a part, time period of my life and never be around that
1: point, huh? Uh, I mean, okay, okay, I'll I'll add the caveat of this. If you go back in time to parts of your life, then you get to remember some of the, you get to go at that age.
0: Well, that's not what I'm really concerned about. Like, I'm thinking more so, like, if I was, like... Let's say I chose to be in somewhere around the 90s. Then like I wouldn't have to be like myself. I would I could be like my age right now. in Ninety seven.
1: Yeah. You could be Schubert Schubert. The guy we know right now in 1997. Yes. And not even go around yourself. Okay, Um, Where are you going? Are you going pre-modern society? That's the question. Probably not. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> if I'm gonna have to like live there Yeah Well, I don't know if you can get back That's the thing Like you maybe can get back I don't know <laughs> The age I'm at now
0: Yeah I'd probably go with uh... Um
1: Nineteen Ninety Mmm See, I'm kind of thinking this similar in similar veins because m- me personally, as an African American, I'm not going to anything pre pre-civil rights. so I'm just I'm just not because that's slavery time. I'm sorry, I'm not. Unless like I could go to Japan, but even me being in Japan in the in the samurai era, I would have to learn the sword. And I'm kind of old to learn the sword. I'm 25. Like <laughs> niggas don't learn the sword at twenty-five. Like they're in the they're in the thralls of learning, they're in the thralls of being combat. So that and that's just me embellishing the fact that like, ooh, I could be a great warrior. When I don't know damn well if I could be a great warrior. Like my, my brown belts don't don't equal that. Like I could go in the samurai times and whip niggas' asses. So that's the only time outside of like modern society that I would even consider going is, is, uh, early Samurai, ja- uh, early Samurai Japan in the Edo area, cause that's just, has a special place in my heart to anime, but if I'm choosing a time period, I'm thinking like I'm 25. I would want to be 25 in the ninth at like 1989, 1990. So same thing with you. Like Jordan's coming into the height of his powers. Exactly. Along, along with like raps just booming. Like to be 25 during the the gangster rap era, Jordan's in the height of his powers. Like all of. Actually, I would want to go at like 93, 94.
0: That's what. Yeah. That's like, that's the issue. It's like sometime in that 90s period. Mm hmm. But like. That's the got-
1: thing. I'm
0: 20. 20-
1: I'm 25. So, yeah, it would have to be like 90, 94. Some like, yeah, like right when Shaq got to the league.
0: And for like the people that would like the w- want to know explanation. Well, when I was growing up in that in that time, that was like, you know, everything that I thought was the coolest thing ever. You know, yeah. Me so too- like still in Hello. my nostalgia mind is like that was the that was the time
1: like clothes were cool like it would be swaggy to be going out in the 90s you'd have like rap at a height rock still going like it would just be a very interesting time like pop culture's at a, is booming at this point the even with the movies like seeing like spielberg get to his height of his powers seeing like batman for the first time on screen like that that 90s era would be an amazing time to go as well as if we know everything we know now i would buy stock in microsoft and apple like nobody's business
0: Exactly. Um,
1: yeah, <laughs> I, would, I would come back to the two thousand be rich. Like you know, I'm buying all, Google when Facebook come, I'm buying it. Mark Zuckerberg, you need investors. I'm here, my G <laughs> I, 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 I got five thousand for y'all.
0: <laughs> Moving to Silicon Valley, creating Silicon Valley, coining to, the name Silicon, Silicon Valley. Then Valley. <laughs> <laughs> creating the TV show Silicon Valley. That would be my path to success.
1: All the people who are like, yeah, I'd go to uh, Michelangelo times, the Renaissance. They're bullshitting themselves. No. bro. the food is not? the yes. food's weird. Like you don't have any AC. Like I thought the other day, like, well, you experience this more often than me. When I went to your house, I was thinking, man, how did people survive without AC before this time period? You know how that would that, that feeling? Yeah, like, man. Like your- I had AC go
0: out one day and I had to go to a hotel, man. There's no way. <laughs> <laughs> there was no way I was sleeping in that man It was like I would walk from the hallway That was air conditioned into my You know apartment And it would be like walking into like Film it was like walking into uh, Gosh what's that Annihilation you know walking into that film It was like <laughs> uh, Yo, it was that's Disgusting
1: And then Think about how we sleep like Beds are at an all time high like I'm not going to Michelangelo time and sleeping on a hay bed. Like you, <laughs> yeah, you, 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 you out your mind. Like I sleep on all 100 cotton and feathers. Like I'm not sleeping on a damn hay bed. Get the fuck out of my face. I got a tempered I got a pillow. My G, I get my Z's.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. All the people that say like Roman times, like no. Nah.
1: Y'all are lying to yourself.
0: You, you don't want to be going around there. You'll probably end up being one of the people who gets thrown into the gladiator ring.
1: Yeah, you then, probably you know, die.
0: You know, you're not going to be Julius Caesar, okay?
1: And my thing is you have to get clothes, like, instantly. Because if you don't and you're walking around in your 2019 clothes, they will stone you for being a witch. Or some demon. For sure.
2: Like, you're that's fucked.
1: True. Like, uh-uh. Get out of here. But word, word, word. That, that's uh, that's all I really had this week. Light week on news Gave the song Oh, wait. Away. The one thing about that
0: is that neither one of us chose to go to the future.
1: Oh, well, I didn't. I, I was assuming we'd go back in time. Okay. Okay. Yeah, well, I, time,
0: well, you know, it is time machine. Time machine has the,
1: you know. Ooh, would you go, go to the specify.
0: future? No, I would not go to the future. No.
1: Yeah, me neither. I'm, I'm kind of cool on that. I kind of want to experience the future. Now, because my thing is, what if you go to like the year 2100 and like nothing's there? That would fuck me up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's true. Well, like, I mean, and regardless of what you would do, like let's say you would go from like you know now twenty nineteen to twenty twenty nine, you wouldn't have you wouldn't have been there for ten years.
1: Mm, yeah, true. So if you go back, you don't know how different things are. Although going like let's say we could go to the future, and like I could go to like twenty twenty two and see like how film did, or like see how teams did, and then like come back in time and bet money, that be that be litty. Yeah, (laughs) like like see see how like uh, Star Wars did at the box office in twenty like let's say like let's say I could go in the future like to to twenty nineteen or later this year see what Star Wars first first week numbers were come back bet on it see who won the Super Bowl come back bet on it and just like win a bunch of money that's
0: what that's what the internet that's like what the special types of internet trolls do those Mm -hmm. are the guys who give out the spoilers before the movie comes out. (laughs) they're the ones that have traveled through time seen the movie and then they're like okay well let me get back here and just be like oh yeah well you know ray dies at the end
1: (laughs) yo that would be crazy i would love to do some crazy shit like that but Schubert, let's get into this week we're going to transition to bros who ball the segment of the podcast where we talk strictly sports but before me and you get into our nfl and pelicans talk I sat down with Bourbon Street Shots, Ryan Bear to talk a little bit of Pelicans before me and you would give our insight. So let's get into the interview with Ryan. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to start off this section of Bros Who Ball. Schubert will be on in a little bit, but I wanted to start off because Pellies are playing. I know some of you guys out there might be like, it's preseason, Linden. They've only played one game. There are two games by the time you guys hear this, but look. I'm excited Zion has brought a lot of energy to New Orleans the open practice had over 10,000 people I believe there the first game Atlanta sold like sold over 15,000 tickets like it people are excited to see Zion and I'm excited for this Pell team so I have brought on none other than Bourbon Street shots Ryan Abair. Ryan how you doing today brother
3: I'm good man how are you
1: I'm doing all right. Can't complain. Like I told you off air, because we're recording this at uh, halftime. The game's still going on in the second quarter. So if some of the things we say the Pels end up winning, then that's just how life goes, because we <laughs> we have to record it this time. But, Ryan, I want to ask you just to tell the people a little bit about yourself. How did you get into covering basketball and you working, at Bourbon, working for Bourbon Street Shots?
3: Uh, well, I'm Ryan Hebert. Uh It's just a hobby you don't get paid or anything blogger. I haven't put out any much lately. Sorry about that guys, but uh life's been kind of crazy right now. Should pick up after uh new year. 100%.
1: Well, can't wait to get you back typing and reading your articles cuz they were pretty good when you were when you were doing it, my brother. <laughs>
3: Thanks, man.
1: No problem. So, uh let's let's start it off. The Pels played against Atlanta for preseason game number 1. They're playing against the Bulls in preseason game number 2. I want to ask you as of now, give me your, I guess, your immediate thoughts. We're going to go positives the negatives. Give me your immediate positives, because I want to start positive, that you've seen from the Pels in, this, in these first two games and even in the uh, open practice.
3: First positive, Zion looks like a real NBA player, <laughs> like already.
1: Yeah, he does.
3: He looks great. Uh, Nikhil Walker-Alexander love that kid. Drew looks like Drew. The team looks like I'm really excited about how uh, good they could possibly be on defense. Lonzo's fun. Other than that, uh Ingram needs to stop doing the iso thing every single time he touches the ball. <laughs> yeah, we, that's
1: one of my major cons, but to stick on your on the on the pros right now, I like what you said about uh the defense because even though they are losing in this Bulls game, the defense that I've seen They've been able to force turnovers, still manage to get blocks courtesy of Derek Favors. But having Drew and, and Lonzo at the top and having Brandon Ingram be such a long guard, it really allows for us to get in those passing lanes and to cause turnovers.
3: Yeah, they were doing it in the first quarter, when, you know, when, like the starting lineup and everyone's actually trying. They had a few rotations where uh, like Ingram was on the uh, the ball handler and Zion and Favors were switching around. And it was like, Ms. Delick's going to have fun with this.
1: Yeah, and you saw in the first game that, and it's still even in this one, but in the first preseason against Atlanta, they weren't necessarily sure about all the rotations, and that's going to come because this is obviously preseason game number one. But you can just see how Bizdelic's defense is more aggressive, per se, than maybe the Pels' defense were last year. And you can see that being able to have guys that can kind of guard, at least with Zion, Brandon, Drew, and Lonzo, they can kind of switch. Onto any person that the other one's guarding, and be in a decent position to guard and play defense. That's something we should really look at, look for ex- look forward to because Drew and Drew and Lonzo, I'm I'm putting it out on wax. I think they're going to be the best defensive backcourt in the league.
3: Yeah, I, I agree with that. They're they're just so big for two guards, and then they use their hands well and get up in in you.
1: Yeah, another thing that I liked about that that you said before we get to Zion. I like seeing Drew Holiday's three point jumper look a lot better and look in his and him make a lot more shots because that was something that Drew struggled with. He said that he worked on it in the offseason, and as of now, we can see the fruits of his labor paying off. I would love to see that translate into the regular season.
3: Yeah, if he could get to like 37, yeah, that MVP stuff might actually, you know, be true. I say he's going to win MVP, but he could be in the convo 100%. Uh. What did you see from
1: Zion in particular that made you believe that, yo, this guy, he he can be here. The summer league was really just him out of shape. Now he's getting, getting more and more into game shape. And we're seeing him seeing what he's capable of.
3: Well, a lot of times, like, uh, if you watch Zion in college, he, he could do everything. He passed. He's, you know, he can play defense. His defense looks kind of shaky right now, but it's NBA adjustment. But, uh, Really, his craftiness getting to the basket. Like he's not just this power dunker. He's switching his hands, doing all these different moves. It's fun to watch. That's what I like to see, man.
1: His the like everybody thinks he's just in dunker, but the way that he's been going at the rim, having people bigger than him, and doing the finesse scoop layup. So the or the if someone's smaller, doing the off the glass bank shot. The jump shot obviously does not look good right now from outside of the. I guess I would say the block area back. It doesn't look too great but from what we've seen him being able to score in the paint he's more versatile than people like to believe and that jump shot's gonna come he's just 19 but his explosiveness his his vision finding Lonzo for alley-oops and finding backdoor passes beautiful beautiful I'm really excited for Zion Williamson my next let's jump into some of the oh well my, I have another positive Lonzo Ball I really think Lonzo Ball is going to be the best addition from the Lakers. Not only can he initiate this offense, play at the fastest pace, he can play great defense with Drew, like we've already said, but his vision is just on another level. And from his new shot form, if he can keep up a high shooting percentage, maybe in like the the, up the 40% range, if he can get to that range, Lonzo is going to be a great player for the Pels for some time.
3: Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I like, uh, he just looks like the whole package right now. Uh... yeah. Yeah, it will be. And then his, yeah, his free throws, like last year, he only took like 40. It's, it's yeah. such a small sample size, but it, it, they do look a lot better because he had that hitch in his shot. It looks almost gone now. And my
1: thing is his his release looks a lot – because before his release was kind of a, a snatch and pullback, he's kind of holding his follow-through and getting his release uh, fully – I guess fully extended, and that's going to, in my opinion, help his jump shot in the long run.
3: Yeah, he tucked his elbow in because he used to stick it like all the way out. <laughs> yeah, yes,
1: he did. Let's get to some of the negatives. I'm with you with Brandon Ingram. It's a lot, of, and Coach talked about this at the, at the uh, one of the breaks in the Bulls game about how we've been playing too much iso ball. We got to get more into the rhythm of the offense passing. In game one to me, and look, I understand that Brandon Ingram is trying to get back out on the floor instead of uh, and trying to get back accustomed to playing basketball because he hasn't played in a long time. It seemed a lot of him forcing the ball. When the ball got to him, the offense kind of slowed down. Before, before he would touch it, it's like constant movement. But the moment it got to him, it was like a, a vacuum almost.
3: Yeah, and I know I know he did do that a lot in the Lakers on the Lakers. But uh, sometimes you need that when you're going cold. And uh, hopefully, it's just him getting back to form because he hasn't played basketball really since last year.
1: Yeah, he hasn't. Uh, and that's something that we saw actually in the in the Bulls game when the Pels were having trouble scoring. They could go to a guy like Brandon Ingram and he could keep us kind of in striking distance. But consistently, we're going to need more in-the-flow type scoring baskets off of back cuts, uh, pass and jump shots, uh, and, and those various methods like that. But the ISO is needed sometimes. It's just something we need to watch for Pelicans fans going forward as the season progresses. Any other negatives that you've seen uh, from this Pels team? Uh, I don't
3: know what they're doing with Etwan Moore right now. They're playing him at like every position, maybe just trying to figure out his rotation spot, but he hasn't looked that good to me.
1: And my thing is, I saw him against Atlanta, them playing him at point guard is kind of ridiculous. Like, Etwan Moore should not be our backup point guard. If he is, we have problems like, major problems, especially. (laughs) I kind of feel like that. Oh, no, go ahead.
3: Uh, I kind of feel like that with Frank, too. Like, they keep trying to play him at the one, and I feel like he's a two, and uh, yeah. That's it. <laughs>
1: Frank, Frank, man, it's like, I, at least with Frank, I'm more accepting of it, even though that's, it, that, like you said, it's not necessarily a good thing. We have a guy at the end of our bench who I think is going to end up getting that backup point guard role, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, who has shown not only can he score, but his he has an, an instinctive playmaking ability higher, in my opinion, than Etwan Moore and uh, Frank Jackson. And also, like you said, with Josh Hart, with Drew Holiday, with J.J. Reddick, and with Brandon Ingram, we're pretty deep at the two and three. You can also throw Frank in there. I'm I'm starting to think that this roster, and when Darius comes back, as long as Darius is knocking down shots, I feel like this roster has kind of outgrown our Etwan Moore era, if that makes sense. Yeah,
3: yeah I, I also kind of feel like Darius won't be back. He's not going to come back from a torn Achilles uh, this yeah, year, at least. Uh, oh, he might- yeah. I, I, I
1: forgot he had a torn Achilles. I thought it was something lighter than that. Oh, yeah, he won't be back this season.
3: No, and then he, well, there's that theory that, you know, Etwan and Darius are the salary filler for whatever trade. You know what I mean? Yeah, whatever's coming.
1: And that's something – I I, heard, I saw a tweet today that it was – it was by a blue check person too. I just can't forget his name. It <laughs> It's pretty reliable. Uh, they said that their Pels were talking to Brandon Ingram about re-signing, but they're not going to obviously do anything until – the season until the season gets underway until the season actually happens and they'll wait till next off season, But they're, they're starting to be in those talks. That's something interesting to me because we see Jalen Brown asking for max, uh, rookie ex, or, or, uh, extension max extension money. And the Celtics weren't necessarily giving it to him. And if I'm of the opinion, I don't necessarily think we should get, give it to Brandon Ingram either. Unless now he shows us that he really fits in with his team and he's a viable, solid, second option score that's going to that really improves his team but as of now i'm thinking brandon Ingram might be one of those pieces at the deadline that we see to, that we uh perhaps move
3: yeah especially coming a contract situation and that was a that was a woge uh tweet or oh, okay. se- see, I knew- yeah it was Woj. it was a segment I- on tv
1: okay okay i knew it was somebody reliable that uh that put out that information Also, something that I like to see uh, in the Bulls game, Derek Favors, the way he adds shot blocking to this team, I wish we'd give him more post-up touches when, like, perhaps the offense is running right, because I believe Derek Favors is going to be huge for this team going
3: forward. Yeah, he's going to be, like, the defensive anchor guy. He's really, really good. I don't know if many people watch Utah, but he was stuck next to Gobert, and he was playing out of position, so I'm kind of excited about Favors.
1: Yeah, me too, man. Favors has a lot to add. And also, in the Bulls game, this was kind of my question with this Pelicans team. Where will shooting come from? And in the lineup of Lonzo, Zion, uh, Brandon Ingram, Drew Holiday, and uh, Derek Favors, we saw the Bulls kind of pack in the paint. And that was kind of forcing the Pelicans to shoot those threes, which we weren't making at the time. And then the moment JJ Reddick comes in the game, we see the defense shut a switch. And that's when we are able to get more in the flow of our offense because the defense respects that that's that shooter. We know who that guy is. Where do you think shooting will come from besides JJ Reddick? We're going to need to have one of these guys step up. And if you had to predict who would it be, who do you feel shooting comes from besides
3: JJ? Uh, I can see Drew taking a lot of sh- threes. Uh, Hart probably when he's on the floor Nikhil and ingram's gonna have to take more than two a game
1: he's going to have to and that's something that at at least uh, look whether or not lonzo makes him or not at least he's having the courage to take him ingram can't drive to the paint every time
3: right and uh like i don't get it with ingram because like his shot looks good like better than lonzo's and lonzo's taking four more threes a game than him you know what i mean
1: yeah no i'm with you so we're gonna have to see something from and and look that's not us just like we said it's game two these are just things that we're noticing early to pay attention as we move into the beginning of the regular season. Um, anything I'm trying to think of anything else if we have to add really on the pels that's pretty much all the the major things I've been seeing. What what do you think about in terms of? the way we've been getting Zion to ball, whether that getting him the ball, whether that's pistol action, letting him be the screener off the uh off the pick in his roll action, or them, someone driving to the rim, he coming up behind him, getting the ball from them, and even tonight I saw him with a little post-up action where he would reverse pivot, face up, and then just blow by the, uh, the bigger defender. What do you think of the intricate ways Gentry has been getting him the ball?
3: I think Gentry's doing a great job for the first two preseason games just to get him involved, like Seen him a few dribble handoffs, even where he took it. The dude can just get to the rim, and then it's a it's a challenge. But because you have to adjust from AD, right? Where yeah, he wasn't he wasn't going downhill nearly as much.
1: So it, yeah, it is a major adjustment because AD was more pick and pop, uh post up. AD had a very specific skill set, and Zion's quite the opposite of that. More ball handle, get him downhill, going to the rim, face fast pace. It'll be interesting to see how much Gentry uh, adds to and subtracts from what he sees teams doing to them as they move forward because I would like to see the intricacies of the of this getting Zion the ball continue and maybe even get more intricate, maybe get Gentry kind of on Gentry and uh, I forget uh, Chris Finch on kind of the Sean payton S if I have to compare it to basketball for how we're <laughs> trying to get our main star the ball, how Sean Payton gets Kamara
3: the ball. Yeah, and the one thing I noticed, like remember year one two AD, he only had like one to two dribbles. Yeah, Zion's already got like five
1: inside like he's done inside out moves crossover like he dribbles a lot better than previously uh, advertised. That's one of the things I like to see from him is athleticism as a ball handler is a lot higher for someone at his size.
3: Yeah, and his age like he has his skill set is uh, more developed than Davis was when Davis comes and that's not a knock on Davis. No, not at all player obviously.
1: Dave Anthony had the defense where Zion has more of an offensive athletic ability, where but he needs Zion needs to build on his defense. Where AD was kind of defensively sound, AD had to develop an offensive game,
3: yeah. And then like Zion was obviously still good on defense in college, so this is just exciting. No, 100%. I'm super excited for the Pels going forward.
1: Um. Do you, are you, uh, because I've seen people talk about this, is it too early to say that the Pels are a playoff team? How do you feel in terms of that conversation? Because I've been seeing after game one, ESPN, Fox are putting, people around in the media are putting these expectations on the Pelicans. I'm not asking you for your prediction too early because we're going to get you back on the pod, but I just want (laughs) to start getting you thinking about the playoff conversation and where you think the Pels fall
3: in that. I kind of think they fall around last year's Kings, like, Around there, but not necessarily in, but like on the come up.
1: Yes, that's kind of where I'm thinking. Between like eleven, like between maybe twelve and in like seven. As high seven, if they get seven, that's a, a perfect season. If they get twelve, it's not necessarily a bad thing. You know what I mean? I think they fall anywhere between twelve and seven.
3: Yeah, we we totally agree on that. I think this year's about development and seeing like what you have from like in Ingram.
1: I kind yeah, of see
3: what, I think Lonzo's more of a sure thing than Ingram, but. You're
1: seeing the pieces you have and which pieces you want to move, which pieces you want to keep and seeing how these guys mesh in this year one, because we always said with uh, LeBron and Wade, it took them a long time to get in that Miami team. It took them a long time to get chemistry. But that team was full of like superstars and full of uh, veterans and full of guys who have played basketball for a long time. Our team is full of a lot of young guys, a lot of guys in their second, third year, and maybe a handful of veterans. So how will these guys mesh? Year one is kind of the year to getting this chemistry together to see what we have going forward. I definitely agree with that.
3: Yeah, and then get them used to the system and all that stuff. Kind of like the Nuggets two years ago when they won like 46 games, but like they didn't make the playoffs. But then the next year they came in and they were like top three seed. That's kind
1: of... I like that comparison a lot. So I want to ask you before we get up out of here, because that's pretty much all we have for the Pels today. Give me some of your excitement level for any, if there's excitement for any other NBA team, which team would that be that you're excited to see them take the floor?
3: Uh, the Clippers, just because I like uh, good basketball. Cool. <laughs> I think they'll play good basketball. <laughs> but uh, yeah. the, the Magic, I'm kind of intrigued about, just because I their, their pieces are all so weird, but the, like, they're good individually, but I don't know how they fit together. And people have been saying
1: Jonathan Isaac's uh, growth has been impressive, as well as Mo Bamba. So I, I didn't, I never understood how those two guys played with Aaron Gordon on a on a floor, as well as don't they still have Vucevic? That team's a very interesting array of bigs and bigger guards.
3: Yeah, yeah, I, I, it's it's interesting. I'm also interested in the Sixers, like with Horford now, yeah, uh, Josh Richardson.
1: That's kind of my team. I, I know I'm jumping the gun, but that's one of the teams that I have potentially making the NBA finals from the East.
3: That is who I have in the NBA finals from the East.
1: So. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm feeling on that like how Horford meshes with Embiid. Is Simmons' game progress now without a, your finisher with Jimmy Butler? Who's going to be that fourth quarter finisher? Will it be Embiid, Simmons, or Tobias Harris? But my only thing with the Sixers is, do they have enough depth?
3: Yeah, that that's true. I mean, they're, they're going to have to play thigh bowl and he's a rookie who has no offensive game. <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. Well, no, I'm with you. I'm with you
1: on all those things with all those teams. And we'll definitely have you back talking for our NBA preview. I want to ask you real quick. Cause I know you're a football fan. What's your opinion of the saints this season?
3: Well, couldn't draw it up better. If breeze had a missed time. <laughs> Very true. But the uh, now they, no, they show that they're, they're yeah, they're more than just drew Brees. They're They're just a good team all around. And it's, it's been fun to watch. I like seeing our playmakers
1: on offense actually like be the drive and, and I know that's something for us to say, but before with Breeze, it was always these unknown receivers and these known backs to Louisiana culture, maybe a, a little bit outside of the range of Louisiana, but the backs were only really known to Saints fans. They weren't like nationally ranked backs. Like even when we had Reggie Bush, he was he never um uh achieved that college level of dominance that Reggie Bush had, but like now the Saints' weapons are seen as some of the best in the league, whether that's Camara, Michael Thomas. We even see on defense with Cam Jordan. Lattimore's coming into his own, and so is Davenport. This team, like you said, is more than
3: Drew Brees. Yeah, and I don't know what it is with Lattimore in the first two weeks of the season, but he needs to start skipping those. <laughs> yeah,
1: I agree. Maybe DeMario Davis has been getting under his ass cuz maybe DeMario's pre uh pre-game speeches have been lighting a fire under him because you're absolutely right. He's been locking down ever since week 2. Yeah, man. It's uh awesome. 100%. Thank you, Ryan, for coming on the show. Tell the people where they can find you out on Twitter and social media.
3: Just uh Ryan Aber 89 on Twitter and that's the only thing i have so go follow him you guys and also gonna have to talk anime
1: with this guy soon for all the anime fans out there cuz ryan i hear in the streets you're you're an anime fan
3: yeah uh started watching it when i was in the navy on submarines cuz we didn't have much to do and i'm a huge fan now 100 yo we're gonna
1: say because i could i could go on for a long time about that we're gonna save that for another time because i want to ask you about that whole experience being in a submarine that's crazy because like we always hear those stories of being in the uh like what if something happens and you' you're just undersea so I, w- I would love to talk to you about that but dope dope thank you man for coming on the pod this week really enjoyed our pels conversation and can't wait to have you on for in the future when the pels continue playing basketball and us talking about it
3: Awesome, man. Appreciate you having me on.
1: I want to thank Ryan for coming on the show. Be sure to follow him at Ryan a 89 real dude dope guy. I want to say this, me and him, our segment was before the Pelicans finished that game. And they actually turned out and won that game. I, I ended up finishing watching it after me and him finished. So me and Schubert, we'll talk about that in a little bit, but they won. And I said, like, there's no way they would win, but they won. So, and we'll talk about why they won and what we saw from that game, but let's talk NFL real quick. Schubert, we got to talk a couple games. Do you have any college football things that you want to say? Because college football is heating up. We're getting to some of the big games of this week, like LSU-Florida, I believe, uh, Notre Dame. I forget who it is. Yeah, USC. And then uh, there's there's another big game going on. Um... Isn't Bama playing Texas? Oh, it's the Red
0: Red River Rivalry.
1: Oh yeah, it's Texas Oklahoma. I knew. So that's the game I'm the most
0: excited for this weekend. If if that's the question. Oh, you not Um, excited for LSU Florida? Well, I think LSU is about to blow them out.
1: Oh, okay, okay.
0: Like I think that Florida, you know, got lucky that they that Auburn finally realized that they weren't any good, Mm. and they blew it, and you know, so. The, I think yeah, I the, coolest, the, coolest from, uh, the, the coolest story from the coolest story from the Florida Auburn game is Lamichael P Ryan. He had the big run in the game for a touchdown, and he's from Mobile, and he wanted to go to Auburn, but Gus Malzahn said that he wasn't fast enough to be a D one player.
1: Mmm, and he busts up Auburn's ass, crazy. Yeah.
0: So that right. was a pretty that was a pretty fun storyline. Uh, who,
1: who do you think wins? Florida. The I think
0: when when well, real, real quick with Florida, I think when Florida's quarterback got hurt, and they put it in their third string quarterback. He was moving the ball better than the quarterback that they had in there. Oh, Felipe He's got Franks? no Felipe Franks is hurt. They're playing this guy Kyle Trask who never started ever mm. in any in high school, and college, and anything. And so like that's his story and that's his deal or whatever. And like he if it wasn't for like that the other guy moving the ball and them scoring early in that half, I don't think they would have. I think Auburn may would have maybe would have had some momentum to get back in. So I don't know. Oh, so you I think, don't. So you I think, think LSU new is about to play. blow them out.
1: Because okay. I
0: think I think LSU is probably going to score like thirty-five, forty-five points, and Florida is probably going to score like fourteen.
1: Mm, okay. Defense going to hold. going to hold that young inexperienced I mean, quarterback
0: L- lsu is in the top six and yeah, florida true. is what number seven right now they don't need to be number seven they're more like number 10 number
1: 15. 11 what they were at yeah between 10 and 10 and 15 i'm with you on that. yeah who you got winning the red river ri- red river rivalry oh i got
0: jalen hurts in oklahoma
1: oh okay okay so you, you don't yeah. think texas can has a shot
0: i think Texas has a shot I think it's gonna be one of those shootouts like it always is like when when is the Red River rivalry you know an easy game to pick True. I think I think it takes it makes the mark of an epic Texas or Oklahoma quarterback to have an epic Red River rivalry so I think that if it's not competitive then I think it's the service to both teams
1: mm, okay okay I, feel. So I,
0: I hope that it's competitive and you know e- either way you know
1: yeah, I'm with you. All right, I'm. Let's rock the NFL. So, Rams, Seahawks. Seahawks beat the Rams on that Thursday night football game. No, wait, that's not. Yeah, yeah Seahawks yes, beat the Rams. Seahawks beat the Rams. Yeah. Se- Seahawks. Kinda, real close. It's real close. They kind of solidify in some people's opinion as one of the best teams in the NFL. Four and one. The Rams. They're not even the best in their division right now. Oh, we'll get to that. But I'm, I was just wondering, what'd you think of that <laughs> game? in general and do you think the seahawks is living up to the hype because that game was closer than people like to expect and russell wilson has to do a lot and he's running for his life improvising i don't i just don't know if the seahawks are is that team at week six i don't know if we could say they're one of the best in the nfc i think they're a good team but one of the best i don't know well the thing is
0: is i consider russell wilson one of the greatest quarterbacks in the nfl you know I'm talking about of all time. So Ooh, okay. I think that, you know, Russell Wilson at this point is like having Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady. Like he's a guy who can take your team no matter what, and he has showed it years years in, years out, but no one seems to recognize it. That he's gonna take whatever he has and he's gonna do what he takes to win. He did it in that game against the Rams. It may not have looked pretty, but at the very end the the Seahawks got it done. Pete Carroll is still a, a Super Bowl winning coach, a national championship winning coach. He's a serious coach, even though he's the oldest in the NFL. I mean, he 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 doesn't act like it, you know. No, he doesn't.
1: So, my thing with the Seahawks is is uh Schottenheimer's Brian Schottenheimer. I don't like how yeah. ar- I don't like how archaic his offense is, very run heavy. And look, that's good for my fantasy team and Chris Carson. But I just think when this team comes to the playoff and people zero in on him, he's going to have to get creative. And if he doesn't show me anything before the playoffs, I don't know if he can get creative where it's going to rely on Russell Wilson's magic. And I just hope his magic hasn't run out by that point in time. Cause he's going to have to win them a lot of games. And well, he- here's the thing.
0: Like I would rather have what they're doing at the Seahawks than I would do with what they have. Let- let's say with like the chiefs, the chiefs can't run the ball. So, I mean, I'd rather rely on Russell Wilson to make 3 or 5 3 to 5 magic moments in one game than to have him just throw it all over the field and not have Chris Carson who's doing very well you know get all the yards that he's getting get all the touches that he's getting. I mean, I think that as it's working out at this point. I mean, don't fix don't, you know, if it's not broke don't fix it. I mean, they're okay. 4 and 1 right now. They're, I think they're doing really well with what the, the way that the direction that their team is going because what you're saying as a knock is what a lot of teams out there are wanting. The Rams. The Rams need more production out of Todd Gurley. If it's completely killing their offense. They can't have Jared Goff throw 73 att- passing attempts in a game. It's ridiculous.
1: Well, that's, that, I, I agree with that in the sense of the regular season. My concern comes in the playoffs when your quarterback has to win you the game. Um, I think Russell Wilson can do that. All right, well, we shall see. I'm just saying, given my concerns for the Seahawks, you mentioned the Chiefs. The Chiefs lose to the Indianapolis Colts 19-13. Their run game was stymied. Damien Williams only had 23 yards for nine, nine carries. They couldn't run the ball at all. They, they were happy- blocked. They were forcing Patrick Mahomes to throw. He went 22 of 39 for 321 yards, one one touchdown. But I got to give the Colts' defense a lot of credit because the defense limited the big plays. They gave them all the underneath routes, and they couldn't move the ball up the field. Missing three starters. Exactly. They They couldn't move the ball up the field, and the Colts controlled the game clock with Marlon Mack getting 132 yards, 29 carries. Jacoby Brissett was a great game manager. They wanted to slow the temp- tempo down to a standstill and make it to where we're not going to have Patrick Mahomes on the field, and when he is, we're going to limit his big plays. Do you think the Colts have found the blueprint to beat the Chiefs?
0: Um, I'm not sure. I think that the thing about Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes is that they're going to be able to adapt. I don't really think that there's going to ever be a clear blueprint Blueprint on Patrick Mahomes uh, I think like what I was saying with Russell Wilson he's you know one of the more Dynamic quarterbacks in the league that's gonna be able best to, one Best quarterbacks in the league, you know, that's gonna be able to find a way to get it done at the end of the day Like this is like you were saying with it being just the regular season It's just the regular season. They had to lose a game it had this was the time, I think. The argument that you could look at is that he has never won the big primetime games, but yeah. I mean, again, that's just regular season. And he did win a playoff game, and then after that, with score 31 unanswered points against the Patriots' defense in the second half. So, big
1: facts, yeah. I, I'm with you. I think it's too early to, to, to even question what the Chiefs have, they might have just had an off week, but that defense does need to get better because I don't see uh, Frank Clark, the guy they added, getting any pressure on the uh, quarterback. They're relying a lot on Chris Jones. They're going to need someone on that defensive line to step up and get to the quarterback to allow pressure because the secondary with Tyron Matthew is decent, but they need some help up front to give some pressure to alleviate the secondary's problems. But my question... Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, No, I I, I was going to say my biggest thing with all this is how good the colts looked and does that throw a wrench in the afc south
0: i was uh, i was going to say real quick about the afc west you know the chiefs still may be number 1 but the question of who's number 2 is really up in the air right now with the chargers not playing too hot and the raiders playing well i mean is the raiders going to be a team that the chiefs need to worry about the mm-hmm. raiders have pieces
1: uh, are and the they Raiders starting to traded for Another wide receiver. They look like they all looks like John Gruden's plans coming together over on that team.
0: I think, you know, Josh Jacobs, I'm going to give him a lot of praise. The Alabama running back. He's really kind of given a spark to that team. And that was kind of always his role when he was at Alabama, too. He's a guy with a great story. And I'm glad that he's doing so well. I think that the Raiders are really good against the Bears defense, you know?
1: Yeah, that was a big win for them in London. The Bears' one of the best defenses. Khalil Mack didn't want to talk to the press after, like, and and they couldn't blame Mitchell Trubisky because Chase Daniel was doing a a decent job of moving the ball. I mean, he he had two touchdowns but two interceptions. Raiders are just finally coming into their stride. This might they might be that team. Second so, yeah, are they West. the team
0: that the Chargers need to worry about or the – or not the Chargers, the Chiefs? Or are the Chargers the team the Chiefs need to worry about because the Chargers are on the downtrend?
1: But the Chargers will have players coming back, so but, we, we got to keep our eye on the AFC West.
0: But we were saying about the AFC South. Yeah, I think the AFC South's pretty up in the air. I think everyone's competing.
1: Mm-hmm. Would Jacoby Brissett not, like – I gotta give Frank Reich and Jacoby Brissetta so much credit because Frank Wright, his career started where the Colts give Josh McDaniels the job. Josh McDaniels turns it down. They end up hiring Frank Reich. Frank Reich is getting this hobbled Andrew Luck. He turns the season around, gives Andrew Luck a good year. Rebuilding, the offensive line's good. Him and him and uh Chris Chris Ballard build a great team through the trenches and with defense then they're expecting to go to the playoffs. They're they're expecting maybe to make a Super Bowl run. Andrew Luck retires. The backup, Jacoby Brissett, steps in, and the Colts end up going in the first five weeks, three and two. That's a lot better than expected, along with a bunch of injuries. And when those players come back, watch out, because the Colts could win the AFC South. Well, my thing, and I think I remember
0: saying this from the beginning, is I didn't really think that the Colts were going to drop too far off. You know, I, at first, of course, when they had Andrew Luck, I thought they were going to win the division, but I didn't think that they were out of it just because they had to play Joe, Kobe Perseg. Jacoby Persette. Jacoby had, Persette had double-digit starts. I mean, yeah. he's a guy that wasn't a, wasn't a stranger to starting a football game. You know, he wasn't a rookie.
1: And he was so, a guy Belichick wanted, so.
0: Sure. I mean, he had a lot of experience in the Belichick system, did a really good job as a Patriot. I, you know... Jacoby Brissett, in that division, right now, is the second-best quarterback.
1: Yeah, you, you make a great, great point. He definitely is. And the thing about Jacoby Brissett is he's not an athletic quarterback. When people think of African-American quarterbacks, they like to think they have some athleticism being able to run. That's not Jacoby Brissett. He's more of a—he's a big guy. He's a huge guy. He's like Ben Roethlisberger. He can move in the pocket. He stand. He can break sacks, but he can run if necessary— but, like, he's not the fastest guy. It's more that he's a big, strong guy. He can game manage at times. The question will be, can he, when the game managing isn't working, can he go out and win them a game? That's, that's going to determine the Colts' ceiling. Can, in the times yeah. of when a quarterback has to win the game, can Jacoby Brissett do that? That's left to be seen, but I do like the Colts in that division. They're looking good. That all that division also has the Texans, which won fifty three to thirty two. I don't think that's a positive on the Texans. I think that's more of a negative on the Falcons, and I think Dan Quinn <laughs> needs to get fired. I'm I'm serious, bro. Yeah, you're the Falcons right. Falcons are ass. Like. Dan Quinn keeps doing the same defense. One of the Texans players said it was predictable. They watched film from last year, and they were able to determine routes to beat that same defense because they've been doing it the same time. Look, Dan Quinn, I get you had success in Seattle, and you took that scheme and brought the Falcons to the playoff. But once people realized you were using that scheme and not adding any intricacies, your team, you got stalled. Like, you're a hot mess right now, and if they don't fire you, y'all will be in in the draft again this year. High pick.
0: Offensively what happened is not that Matt Ryan has declined, is that he could only be productive in Kyle Shanahan's system and we're seeing what Kyle Shanahan's system can do over in the West Coast. So mm, I uh, don't think the Falcons are the same without Kyle Shanahan at the helm. And that's I, what, I think probably that hurts their it. biggest problem. So I think they need to they need to probably reevaluate their what they want to do with their offense. I don't know if Matt Ryan is I don't know if Matt Ryan is as franch- as big a franchise guy as I think he's more of a Matt Stafford than a um, uh, Car- eh, Carson Wentz is too good. He's more.
1: <laughs> I was just saying he's, he's yeah. more of a Matt Stafford. Ale-
0: uh, let me say Alex Smith because Alex Smith would if he was playing right now would be a contender for a playoff.
1: My question to you is you're blaming more of the offense than the defense. And I and I agree that Matt Ryan hasn't been the same since Kyle Shanahan, but the offense put up thirty-two points. Matt Ryan had three touchdowns. I'm blaming this on the defense, man. I got to. Like I'm sure. Like I think Dan Quinn needs to just move on. They Arthur Blank needs to get a good new new uh coach. But hey, let the Falcons keep doing their thing. That doesn't upset me. I'm a Saints fan. F the Dirty Birds. They could keep taking l's, but I just gotta give some analysis on the
0: Atlanta. Having a good time right now, man. The Braves just got blown out. Did you see what happened in that baseball
1: game? They scored nine runs in the first inning. Yeah, I saw. Ten. I, ten. Oh, ten? oh my gosh, embarrassing. <laughs> get them Ugh. out of here. But uh, next up we got. All right, so gonna, I I definitely want to talk Saints. We'll we'll talk Saints in a little bit. Let's talk. I I, I think because we got to talk Browns too, but we'll do the. It's between Packers and Cowboys. Well, yeah, we're not talking about Eagles. Let's talk Packers and Cowboys. All right. Pa- Packers win thirty four to twenty four against the Cowboys. Aaron Rodgers. Didn't have any touchdowns. He went 22 to 34 for 238 yards. But Aaron Jones had a monster night. 107 yards, four touchdowns. The Cowboys offense couldn't do anything. zadarius and Preston Smith were getting pressure on Dak Prescott. Zeke had 62 yards and one touchdown. That touchdown was kind of a garbage situation touchdown. And a lot of Dak's high pressure, high yards, and some of those other touchdowns were garbage time points, but did the Saints show the blueprint on how to beat the Cowboys? And is Dak Prescott not as good as we thought from those first three games? Not saying he's as bad as these last two, but he's somewhere in the between of the first three and in in the last two. Maybe not that guy we thought he was because of the first three games.
0: I think it's almost a little bit in the Cowboys' benefit that they had these games so early in their season because it was like they played two games, or I guess maybe three, that were easy. Mm -hmm. easy ish then they get two games against teams that could be nfc champions yep like bam right away so now it's time okay how are we going to adapt how are we going to continue this season i think that the cowboys are still playoff contenders whether or not they win a division is up in the air i didn't say that they would win the division in the first place i thought they would be a wild card team i think they could still win 10 games you know, I think that they're a team that if they're playing a team that they're sh- they, they should beat, take them. But if they're playing a team that's a, a contender for a playoff spot, that's where you got to be a little bit iffy. Like with Cowboys Eagles, I don't know who I would take there. You know, if the Cowboys are playing, you know, uh, who's on the West Coast, the Seahawks. Ooh, I don't know. I might take the Seahawks. The Cowboys are playing the 49ers. Ooh, I don't know. I might take the 49ers.
1: Their next so, couple of weeks, they have the Jets, which they should win, but then they go Cowboys, then they go Eagles, by Giants, Vikings, Lions, Patriots, Bills. So in that besides road, the
0: Patriots, they should win all those games.
1: I don't know if they beat the Eagles. That's what I'm saying. I don't oh, know. Besides if they, the Eagles,
0: besides the yeah. Eagles and the Patriots, they should beat all. They should win all those
1: games. Yeah, I'm with you. And if they lose some of those games, then we see they might have bigger issues than we thought. I'm not going to blame Kellen Moore in the offense just yet. I think this is more on Dak Prescott. Did you
0: hear about what the Saints did?
1: What about what the Saints did?
0: The Saints dig deep into the old Boise State archives and found old hand signals that Kellen Moore used to use at Boise State that he's using into this offense at at the Cowboys.
1: Yo, never mind, Kellen. I'm giving you some slack. (laughs) Saints, look at them smart boys. Kellen Moore, you should know better.
0: So the Saints tapped into the old signals for the Cowboys. And caught his ass. Caught he used,
1: him. Caught him using his old stuff. Look at you, Kellen Moore. Never mind. Got to give you some Got to you some flack. Also, defense didn't show up. That supposed great Cowboys defense with the flying Dutchman and Jalen Smith and, and De- uh, Dexter Lawrence. Where? Uh, Demarcus Lawrence. Where has Demarcus Lawrence been? Yeah, Robert Quinn's been doing stuff. But where is Demarcus Lawrence? That defense is not looking good right now. Yeah,
0: Robert Quinn coming back is definitely a big plus for the Cowboys like he didn't well he was suspended or something like or injured or something for the first yeah, few he was games sus- he was yeah, suspended. suspended right yeah yeah so but him coming back has really provided a big spark to that defensive line uh but yeah I mean I'm not I'm not worried about the Cowboys right now I think the Cowboys are gonna get to where they need to get to they need to figure themselves out for playoff time or else they're My- not gonna they're not gonna win against any of the teams that are gonna make the playoffs
1: and that's my that's my big thing. Like, I don't know if they can, and we shall see. Another good thing is the Packers' defense is really good, man. The two Smiths, yes. Preston and Zadari Smith getting pressure. Those cornerbacks are real. Jair Alexander and, and Williams. Like, the Packers are a good defense. The problem is they're thin at linebacker. And the, I know the Cowboys didn't utilize this, but they're weak against the run. So if they play a team like the Saints, like the Seahawks, that's something that could come up to where the packers could lose but other than that that defense is is really deadly against the pass
0: i think aaron jones really made a name for himself in that game i think that no one really thought of him as a person of interest on that offense but i think he's someone to watch out for now
1: mhm like so, he carried him he carried them through that without him they wouldn't have won
0: exactly um so the packers definitely opened a lot of eyes i think that they are pretty much up there with the saints on top of the NFC right now. I'd say saints saints, Eagles and, and, uh, the Packers own the NFC at the moment.
1: Yes. Let's talk about the saints. The saints win 34 to 20, 31 to 24. Some of those points were garbage points, but they shut down Mike Evans. Shout out to shout out to, uh, my boy, um, Marshawn Lattimore locking, locking down Mike Evans, no catches, no yards. Defense played great. Davenport, Port is showing why Sean Payton dra- gave up a pick for him and when and drafted him in the first round, he's playing great. I really like what the Saints are doing. Teddy Bridgewater, four touchdowns, three hundred fourteen yards. Michael Thomas, one hundred and eighty-two yards, two touchdowns, and Alvin Kamara, sixty-two yards. I said this with uh, I said this with Ryan. The thing that I like about the Saints is they're showing that Drew Brees is a is the sprinkles on the on the ice cream. Yes. We have stars. And our ice cream tastes good by itself. With Drew Brees, we're a Super Bowl We're a Super Bowl contender.
0: Yes, I think that's like the biggest thing that's been proved through these past three games. Because three games ago, we were all saying, "Okay, Teddy's at the helm. It's okay if we lose these next two games." Like we thought we were going to go playoff teams. teams. You know, if we go three and three, that's best case. You know, that's great. Um, So. But to go 3-0 and at this point against the three teams that would look to be the hardest on the schedule, um, it's crazy. So, you know, going to Jacksonville still is a difficult game for the Saints. Gardner Minshew, Minshew Mania in Jacksonville, you never know what might happen out there.
1: But the Saints so. have one of the best run defenses, so Leonard Fournette has to watch out. The Bears, the, the Bears can't move the ball on offense. That no. Saints defense comes out, balls, that's another game. Like so, if we win these, if we win those next two games, the Saints' re- remaining schedule is kind of a cakewalk. You have the Cardinals, the Falcons, the Buccaneers. The Panthers are getting better. Shout out to Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, the Panthers are dangerous. So we play the Panthers, then the Falcons again. 49ers, We'll get to them because Forty Niners I mean, are dangerous. I'm a little mixed on them. We'll talk about that. We have the Colts and then the Titans and the Panthers. We, it, Colts we are the, dangerous. We we end a little rough, but you get you get my point. It's not as hard as it as it seemed when we lost Drew at that injury moment.
0: No, I mean it seems like the Saints are looking to where they can maybe worst case have eleven wins.
1: Like, yeah, that,
0: that's what it seems like to me right now. I think you know I wouldn't if you're. Saints fan, be surprised if you drop a few more games this season, maybe even two at Carolina one time. Um, but, or you know, I wouldn't even be surprised if Teddy drops a game in this span. Like, it, they shouldn't... Saints fans shouldn't expect perfection from undefeated. Teddy at this yeah. point. No, I'm like, the thing is, is he's still the backup quarterback. There could be mistakes. Game, you know, sometimes the game doesn't go your way. It's the regular season. You win some, you lose some. You gotta take it. The way it goes, you know, The the thing
1: that we should be shooting for is just to win our division If we can get that accomplished We're in good position when Drew comes back
0: Sure, yeah, I think That uh, the Saints Defense looks to be Up there with the Packers I think those two are probably with the Bears Mm -hmm. The best defenses In the NFL Uh, Well, best defenses
1: in the FC Because the Patriots defense is really good
0: Yeah, true um, Michael Thomas is pretty much carried Teddy through this whole thing. Gotta give Michael Thomas his thing, flowers, you know?
1: man. He deserves that money now. He He's balling. He, he really
0: has. Like, I don't, I don't think that, that Teddy would have had the success that he's had without Michael Thomas. I was at that game this week, and you could tell that a lot of the big plays that needed to be made were made by Michael Thomas. Yeah. Uh, Michael, Michael Thomas
1: so- with that spin move touchdown. Like, sure. he made a lot. Like, Teddy got the throw to him, but... Michael got the yards, uh, the yards after the catch,
0: and I'll give him some credit. Taysom Hill came in with a pocket pass to uh, Michael Thomas that was like so pretty. I was like, Wait, can Taysom Hill play like actual quarterback? (laughs)
2: Like, (laughs) no way did he just
0: back up into the pocket and throw a pass, uh, you know, a stopper out. Some people say he's
1: Steve Young esque.
0: Steve Young, s come
1: on. <laughs> so, yeah,
0: I think it's going to be great when Drew comes back and they can utilize Taysom Hill a little bit more um, because yeah, that's their biggest hang-up with him. that right now. Yeah,
1: Yeah, that's the thing. He can't use him because he's the backup. But good on the Saints, good win. Let's see if we can keep it up. Any other games we got to talk about uh before we move on? Like I said, the Patriots have one of the best defenses. The Bills keep winning. Which is interesting in that because they can, seems like they're lining themselves up to be a wild-card team in the AFC. But let's talk Browns. The Brown, oh, Browns, oh, Bronze and 49ers. That'll be the last game we talk. 49ers win 31 to three. Do you think the 49ers are the real deal, Schubert?
0: I think the 49ers are a deal. I don't know mm-hmm. if they're the real deal, but they're something that you shouldn't think is a fluke. I don't think that they're a team to – I don't think this is a – what, a they 4-0 and now? I don't yeah. think they're going to lose all the rest of their games. You know? I think that they're going to be some, a team that contends. Let's look at their schedule for a second. They're playing the Rams this week yeah. in, in L.A. I mean, I wouldn't put it past them to beat the Rams. I, I, right now, I don't feel too confident in the Rams, and I feel very confident in the 49ers' defense. That's my question.
1: Is their defense the real deal? Because I'm not. My concerns comes to the defense. Like, I know they have Bosa and Bosa played great. How good is that defense? Because we know what Kyle Shanahan brings. That offense, the run games, run patterns, the intricacy. Great. I'm not concerned about the offense. I'm more concerned about can the defense make stops.
0: Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Well I mean that's the jury's still out on all that and they do have the games coming up they're going to play the Rams and they're going to play the Redskins which is going to be a win Redskins are trash. Panthers will be uh, interesting test. Panthers will be interesting at the Cardinals, they'll win that. Seahawks at home, uh Cardinals, Packers, Packers, Ravens, Saints, Falcons, Woo! Rams, Seahawks.
1: That 3 and that 3 in a row is a murderous row. Packers, Ravens, Saints. At Saints too. Yeah, and at, at Ravens. Ravens. Yeah. At yeah, that, Seahawks at the end
0: when, when it might be crucial.
1: Let's let's hold off from the 49ers. They might make the well, playoffs.
0: well, I mean, I'm not saying I mean, I'm not saying that the 49ers are going to win the Super Bowl. But I mean, like, I don't, I don't think that their path is impossible. And I don't think and I mean, I, I've never really known you to not be a guy who thinks that Jimmy G could have be successful.
1: Oh, yeah, that's my guy. Like, let's not get it twisted. Lynn Lynn has been a Jimmy G fan, and that's why I'm saying, like, I'm not concerned about the offense. Kyle Shanahan has his guy. Jimmy G, and, like, people are saying that it's Shanahan's offense, which it is. Shanahan's a great play caller, but let's not hold Jimmy G for going 20 or 29. uh, Great, I mean, Shanahan's offense
0: with Nick Mullins did what they did last year. Now imagine what that offense can do with Jimmy Garoppolo.
1: Yep, and with people like, with weapons like George Kittle, Marcus Goodwin, who can stretch the field, and then you have Matt Breda, Tevin Coleman, and Rasheem Moshart, all who can catch passes at the backfield. Kyle Jusick, the fullback that can catch passes. Like, this team has weapons. Like, they have a lot of playmakers on the outside and the inside.
0: Sure. I mean, I think that they definitely pose a really dynamic offense.
1: But the thing Uh, that will hurt their offense is losing uh, their right tackle for a couple weeks. Mitch, uh... What's his name, Mitch? Uh, oh, I don't know. They, oh man, I wish I knew his name. And I and I saw it the other day, but he's injured. But whatever, whatever the case may be, they're they're out there. Uh, Mitch McGlinchy or something like that. I'm a- um, Yeah, I think so, McGlinchy.
0: Yeah, yeah, something like that. The he should be a young guy from Notre Dame.
1: Yeah, he is. Uh, uh he is very young. Uh, the, Joe wait, Joe Staley, their tackles hurt.
0: Oh, Joe Staley.
1: Yeah, it's Joe Staley. That's who it is. He's out. Yep, they're ta and I think that that's gonna pose some problems going forward. But sure. we shall we shall see what what's up with the Forty ers I do like that defense with their their pass rush. They finally are getting some pass rush going.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that at the least bit, they're one of those teams that's dangerous. Like I think the Forty ers and the Raiders. Like something's going on up there in San Francisco and Oakland right now where they're the team that I don't think anyone wants to play right now. I, don't, mm. I, don't, I think when you look at either one of those teams on your schedule, they're not teams that right away you're like, okay, well, this is a playoff team, but they're also not a team that you think is an easy win.
1: Yeah, that's my thing with the Raiders. I'm not quick to say the Raiders are going to be you know, winning, dominating, but I'll say this. The Raiders aren't the joke that they were that people thought at the beginning of the season.
0: Exactly. I think both teams, both teams were jokes last year. And now they're, you know, contenders.
1: All right, let's talk about the Browns. Browns only put up three points against the 49ers. I'm not going to bash Baker Mayfield, but I will say he did not play good. This was probably the worst he's looked. Eight for 22, 100 yards, two interceptions. He couldn't do shit. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not here to say like other these other medias where, oh, Baker won't be able to bounce back. Baker's a bust. Like, no, Baker has to do better. This was his worst game. I think he will do better. But I think that offensive line is a problem, as well as I don't necessarily. I, I'm I'm with you, Schubert. I don't like Freddie Kitchens. I don't like him as a hire. I don't. No. <laughs> like, like I mean, That's roll the fault Roll Tide,
0: Freddie. I mean, good for you that you're an Alabama quarterback, bro. But I mean, you suck as a quarter, a head coach, man. Like, you just weren't ready for it. <laughs> no, he just you just wasn't not. ready for it. And so, like, I think that that's the biggest detriment to this team right now. You have someone who doesn't. Know how to play the game. It's like giving a It's like giving a Madden 20 controller to a six-year-old and say, <laughs> "Win the Super Bowl on All Pro." Like not happening. It's not happening. Like there's no, he, there's no way. Like you can give him the AFC All Stars, and I mean, I, it's just not the case. At the end of the day, the, the players play, but coaching does have an effect.
1: The play calls that he's calling isn't isn't the right ones. After they, they once the run got shut down, they couldn't get any passes off. the The offensive line is dreadful. Like like uh Chris were said during that that uh Sunday night football game, if Baker's not throwing the ball in under two point five seconds, it's not happening. And when he has to drop back, do five step drops, and have the offensive line protect longer than two seconds, they are screwed. Freddie Kitchens, all those streak routes. I get Odell and Jarvis are great wide right receivers, but you got to uh, put in something more than slants and shrink routes. Like, Give gotta, them the ball. It. Yeah, exactly. That too. I mean, the play,
0: they, they were moving the ball when they gave Odell the ball to throw it.
1: <laughs> Odell went one of one for 20 yards. Like, let's, let's call it state, state. I mean,
0: let's try it again.
1: Yeah. Odell got to run it, throw it, and catch it.
0: <laughs> hey, man, earn the money.
1: Yeah, but I'm not one of those people that's blaming Odell, saying that this is his fault. Odell had nothing to do with the, this loss. Like he, no, he Odell, Odell t-
0: has nothing to do with any of this. Yeah, like Odell is not the issue in Cleveland. Like that's that's why everyone needs to get into their head. Like Odell is not the problem.
1: Yeah, not at, not at all. That like Baker has to get his shit together, of course. But I think in in the ranking of the problems, I rank Freddie Kitchens one, offensive line two, Baker three, and I think number three is easy to fix. Sure. But it's sure. number three is number three's harder to fix when number one and number two exist.
0: Very true. Um, yeah, I don't think that things are going well for Baker. Uh, I mean, I'm definitely starting to see where people... I'm starting to see what people are seeing, where you're saying the haters are out there. And yeah. And I see the points, and the points are – some points are valid. Like, there is, has been a little bit of a regression. Like, I think that – but more so in the sense that they've kind of figured it out with him. Like, it was like what Chris Collinsworth said. If he – he's only at his best when he can make the throws. Like, the, if he has to create, it's not his game. Like, he's not Patrick Mahomes. He's not going to run around and make a play out of nothing. Like, he's got he's got to run the play.
1: Yeah, and my thing is also – I, if he had a, uh, because Patrick Mahomes' offensive line, in terms of passing, is well enough to where he can get out the pocket and not get sacked. But mm. Baker's offensive line, when he comes out the pocket, he ha- if he doesn't throw it right away, he's getting hit because that offensive line's done blocking. Like the moment Baker gets out the pocket, they're like, "Oh, it's over." <laughs> like let's let's call it a day. They look like that offensive line when Carson Wentz just ran out of the pocket. And the offensive line just looked at him. <laughs> <laughs> That's Baker's (laughs) offensive line every time. Like, he can't do, he can't play like he did last year if he's not getting blocks. Yeah, you're right. Like, that's my thing. Like, I get the regression thing, and that's why I'm saying he had his worst game, and there definitely is a regression from last year, but there's an asterisk by by that word regression because his offensive line is not good. No,
0: it's terrible. Like, like, not
1: at all. So, that's my thing with that. Ravens. Look, Lamar threw three interceptions. I don't know if the league's starting to figure out this new Lamar show, but that's just something to keep our eye on. They won, but can can they proceed to win? That's why I'm thinking the Browns still have a shot to win this division. They
0: basically got a bye week next week, though. They play the Bengals.
1: Yeah, so hopefully Lamar and them can get their shit together. But that's pretty much all the games I really wanted to talk about, Schubert. let's talk about let's each give two games or, th- or let's each give a game. To tell people to look forward to in week six.
0: Well, the the game that I'm gonna give, but I'm not really giving, is the Thursday night game, Giants Patriots. You're probably watching it as you're listening to this right now. The Giants are probably winning because mm, you guys. know
1: they're not. You know they're not. Even though Daniel Jones, not that bad of a guy.
0: Daniel Jones, yeah. All right, but anyway, Danny the Don. game of the week to watch. Um. Man, there's a few good ones out here. I'll probably go with the game that I'll actually probably be able to see, which is San Francisco <laughs> LA. Okay. Uh San that's Francisco, probably the LA. only one that's going to be on in my Nope, nope. Atlanta Arizona is going to be on in the area. Dang it. I'm not going to be <laughs> able to see it. Uh, so San Francisco LA Rams, it's probably the best game in that in that late afternoon slot because it's like Dallas New the Jets and like Tennessee, Denver. No one wants to watch that.
1: Yeah, uh, but San Francisco,
0: but San Francisco Rams. We're gonna get to see if San Francisco can Real. go on the road in their division and win.
1: Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. Uh, my game, I'm going with. I'm going with Seahawks. Brown at 12 o'clock. Can the Browns bounce back from that loss? Can is Baker gonna get his head together? What What, what are we gonna see from that? Can the Seahawks go out? put put a couple games together and go on a run. Both teams have things I want to see, as well as, I'm going to give another one, of course, Saints-Jags. How do the Saints and Teddy Bridgewater continue to move forward? But, I mean, I feel like any Saints game is a game of the week on this pod.
0: The one that really needs to be mentioned as well is Houston against Kansas City.
1: Mm. Kansas City
0: coming back after their loss. They're still going to be at home playing the Houston the Texans. Watson. This is a big game for the Texans. Yeah, this is, is like... Um, this is, their ch- this is their chance. They're kind of like the Cowboys of the AFC in a sense, where they're winning, they're going to win the games that they're supposed to win. But when it comes to some of the playoff teams, it's how it- do they
1: do? Yeah, let's yeah. see how y'all do against the big boys. Like, we know y'all can beat the Jets in like, the in the the, Cardinals. Texans, the Texans have kind of proven in
0: re- more recent years to be a team that makes it to the playoffs and then is the first out. So, they re- are, you know what they remind are,
1: me of? I forget which team. They said, I think it was Andrew Luck's Colts. You remember when Andrew Luck could beat all the 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 Jaguar, the poo-poo teams, teams in his division, <laughs> but the moment he played like the Patriots <laughs> or like like someone good, he would lose.
0: Exactly, yeah. that's pretty much the situation. So, like, that's that's the criticism for both Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. So, I think this is a good game for both of them.
1: Yeah, I'm with you on that. So, we got, hopefully, hopefully the Texans win. No, nah, I'm, I'm pulling for the Chiefs. So we got. Rams, San Rams, 49ers, Texans, Chiefs, Seahawks, Browns, Saints, Jags. Shubi, let's jump to the Pelicans because when me and Ron were talking about it, the Pels were losing that game. They end up coming back and winning 127-125 courtesy of the second unit. Shout out to Frank Jackson. Shout out to uh, Jaleel Okafor, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, and Josh Hart. Josh Hart played extremely well. He ended up getting 11 points from three. He shot three of five. Nikhil Alexander-Walker... Th- 11 uh,
0: points from three?
1: He had 11 points uh, total in three. Oh, okay.
0: Three,
1: three, 3 three-pointer makes out of five. Oh, shoot. Nikhil Alexander-Walker had 13 points with three three-point makes out of eight, but he had... Let me see. He had a lot of assists. Where's the assists? Number? He had seven assists, so that's good for him. Jaleel Okafor with thirteen points, and then we see uh, Frank Jackson with twelve. Frank went four for four from three. Shout out to your boy Schubert. Hashtag Free Frank. Uh, I next, told
0: you he was gonna. I told you he should be be the back and point guard.
1: He's balling. We'll have that conversation in a little bit. Zion Williamson had twenty nine points. And he had he went he shot the ball twelve of thirteen from the field. Schubert of these first two games and everything we've been seeing from the Pels, I want to get your thoughts on the Pellies.
0: I haven't really been watching it. I really I watched the the Bulls one a little bit and you know I kept an eye on some of it. I mean I'm not really paying too close attention because it really is the preseason. I don't want to I don't want to take too much of it. Okay, um, okay. You
1: haven't been saying anything. Well, let me let me just let me hurry up and clarify some of the stuff me and me and Ryan said. When we said shooting, who's going to get shooting, we saw uh, Josh Hart really come in and show that, like, yo, he's a good shooter. He should get playing time. He was part of that comeback against the Bulls. I think Josh Hart has kind of earned some of his playing time. I think Nikhil Alexander-Walker has earned some playing time. I agree with Ryan said. I think we're seeing Etwan Moore phase out of this offense. When you have guys like Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Josh Hart, J.J. Redick and Frank Jackson, there's no need to play Etuan. I know we're small at small forward, but that's where Josh Hart can come in. We have Kenrich. I don't think Etuan Moore should have a place in in the starting unit and not necessarily a place in the rotation. Let him be one of those vet guys that can be leadership off the bench. But in terms of playing, I don't know if Etuan should get in. Lonzo Ball ended up with uh, let's see how many points he had. He only had two points, but he had nine assists. We need to see Lonzo's points get up. His shot wasn't falling tonight, but that, that'll that happen. He missed three, and he, he he seemed like he didn't want to take it anymore.
0: As and in Lonzo, the game
1: in the game before, he did a little bit better. Yeah, he did. He shot three of eight, and that's my yeah. thing. This new shot is going to take time, but as long as Lonzo is confident and takes the shots, they will eventually fall as he stays true to his new mechanics. I like what I saw from Derek Favors, the way he played defense. He was a rim protector. He blocked shots. He got points when the Pels needed. Derek Favors is going to be a great addition to this team. He moved the ball in transition. Really, really like that. So just wanted to clarify a couple things on me and Ryan's points from the game that happened, but it's preseason. Nikhil Alexander-Walker led the the charge. I think he's earning minutes as we speak. And so did Frank Jackson. Frank Jackson and Nikhil are probably going to be the backup point guards and get Etwan Moore out of here. But that's all I really got on the pelicans. The one thing
0: is, my question is with is with Jackson Hayes.
1: Jackson Hayes isn't playing. I think he's gonna get redshirted. Okay. I think that the bigs. Well, I, think, I don't. I don't think he's needed at this point. No, he's because not.
0: I, I think what we're seeing is that Jaleel really has improved.
1: His, yeah, Jaleel lost that weight, man, and he's coming into his own. I really like what I'm seeing from Jaleel, and the combination of Jaleel, Derek. Zion and Niccolo Meli, we're solid at the at the uh big man position. I really like your guy Niccolo Meli. I think he's gonna be a huge addition come regular season, and he's gonna be one of sure. those.
3: Break he to hit some of those
0: shots. We've been hearing that he can hit all these shots and he's missing to, a
1: lot. Tonight he was off. The first game he was hitting shots. Tonight he was off very yeah, much. Yeah, so.
0: he was pretty off today. But
1: a, a lot of the guys on the Pells team in this game were off. It was the bench guys who were hitting. Like Drew didn't shoot that well from the he went four of ten, two of six from three. Lonzo went 0 of three from three. Brandon Ingram has to take three point shots. He has to. He went 0 of one. I get him going to the bucket, getting his points. But Brandon has to take the jumpers to stretch out the floor. That was my biggest complaint in the game. When when the lineup of Brandon, Zion, Derek, Lonzo, and Drew were on the floor, they would pack the paint. They would they would they, they were forcing them to shoot, and Brandon wouldn't shoot. So we need him to shoot. And if he doesn't make them, at least have the confidence to take him. So the defense will at least have to come out and check you in the sense that you may make it. But. Pellies are looking good, man. They, they, they've 2-0 in the preseason. Can't really say too much about the preseason, but my guy Justin, shout out to Justin, uh, he'll be on once basketball season officially starts. Justin told me to tell you that he believes Nikhil Alexander-Walker will be the second-best guard on the Pellies behind Drew Holiday.
0: Whoa.
1: Yeah, he, he's, he, like, he thinks Nikhil's going to be like the Pelican star. Like He thinks he's going to grow into being a star. Whoa. Yeah, high takes from Justin I'm not gonna say I disagree with him, but I still got I, yeah. hope, I still got hopes for my boy Alonzo Ball. But that's what he's seeing. And Justin's been out there working in Florida training basketball players. So maybe Justin has a new eye. Well, coming. and he's
0: and he did some work with the US mm-hmm. group, huh? And and Nikale did some, you know, Canada stuff, huh? So maybe there was maybe, like he got hurt he some some people, yeah. Inside people inside info. Shout
1: out to Jay J Boogie, man. But Shubi, that's all we got really this week. I don't have too much more basketball stuff except Porzingis and Doncic look deadly together. They play, they had a preseason game. They look like European Kobe and Shaq. I'm excited for basketball to start. We'll do our we'll do our uh our beginning of the season preview after the last preseason game, right before the season opens. But Shubi, that's all I got this week. Tell the people they can find you at on social media.
0: Uh, you can find me at Twitter and Instagram at HGWord14, and you can listen to the Bros Who Binge podcast every weekend-ish.
1: Just right now, it's every weekend, man, because of Titans. Yeah. Like, you'll get every, it either Saturday or Sunday, something like that.
0: Something like that.
1: But when Titans but yeah. ends, we'll be back to every Friday.
0: For sure. Um, so we're talking about Titans again this week. And um, we, we're it's we're ending Latino-Hispanic- uh, Heritage Month, so I'm gonna talk about some of the Latino superheroes that need to have their own movies.
1: Ooh, we're gonna do. Oh, okay, okay. You should. Well, hey, I'm gonna get my list together of Latino superheroes that need movies. I'm ready. Let's get it. All right, you guys can follow me at LynnBWT on Twitter. Follow Bros Think at Bros Think. Thank you, thank you. I tweeted this earlier. Thank you to everybody who listens to this podcast, whether you listen once, whether you listen every week. Without you guys' support, we wouldn't be able to continue doing this or be able to do any of the stuff we do. We're indebted to you guys and we 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 try to strive to make good content for you guys, the listeners. If you like this podcast and you listen to it, tell your friends. Tell anybody that you, that you fuck with. Tell them, like, yo, go check out this pod. I'm jamming it. Like, help us grow because we need you guys to support because without you guys, we won't be able to grow. So, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, be sure, if you want to see me and Chris alive, get your tickets to Hashtag Anime Talk today. You can go to Ticketmaster.com, AVCAnimeFest.com, or go to the Cajun Dome Convention Center box office. The panel is from 1215 to 115 on October 19th. Be sure and come see Chris and myself perform Hashtag Anime Talk live ladies and gents. Be sure to check out uh the preview for LSU Florida, for Charles and Josh have getting you guys ready for the LSU Florida game. I also believe they, by the time you guys, well, no, you won't know this by the time you hear this, but there's a big interview coming for primetime. So be on the lookout for that, LSU fans, as well as a whole bunch of other stuff. And listen to Bros Who Binge, like Schubert said. But until next time, for Brooke, for Schubert, for Ryan, my name is Lyndon. You guys have a great, great weekend, and we will talk to you guys next Thursday, as always. Yeah. Be safe and hope you peace. see where
2: I'm coming from, Mr. Origins. Trey Lewis in the house, so don't forget to pay your mortgages. Yeah, gotta find your way, cause nobody sent the coordinates. Keep my mind aligned, I've been bending through time like Morpheus. I meditate and manifest, repeat that shit like choruses, yeah. Play cold as Goldilocks' first pot of porridges My third eye open, yeah It kinda look like horses What goes around comes around I just watch it orbiting Had weight up on my shoulders Ain't nobody come lifting I run it up, you running with me I run out, you go missing Look, yeah You don't love me, you just love that I'm litty I had to learn that more is less than just a little is plenty Get to the nitty gritty, yeah Who run this shit like endurance? And see through all you niggas' intentions That ain't the purest I think about this next line when I need reassurance, yeah You ain't really with me, you fuck with me for insurance Big swim, niggas ran from that water, I dived in it, yeah Was running from my purpose, I finally arrived in it, yeah Glory over death, God body, and God gift yeah they say the top is lonely. I'm bringing my guys with me. That's the one way. Keep the click tight, Dundre. Disrespecting gun say. We go ball no pump fakes. Pockets blue like Bombay. Holy flow no Sunday. Give a fuck by what you chump say. I will hit you with the dumb face look. I got a text this morning. That reminded me who I used to be A wild little nigga that almost got expelled Cause of truancy If he can see me now, he'll be shameful Of who he grew to be But i just sum it up A reintroduction a new of me The nice guy gone Arresting in pieces To seeking that validation That I never needed from people that mostly know me, from some shit that I tweeted. Think she forgot she had a nigga sub me, post and it. But oh well, check in at three, just meet me at the hotel. Come out your shell, shit, they serving crab legs downstairs. One in the air, silk robe, I might walk around bare. Standing in the window, feeling like this never gonna fail. Check.